Hello, folks. Welcome to the POP Podcast, the Power of People Podcast. Uh, my name is Mark Online. I'm broadcasting from Staten Island, New York, once again. And I'm joined by my co-host and friend. I'm Bob Wolf. I'm on the other island, Long Island. And uh, excited to be involved in our second podcast. It was The first one was fun. This will be even more fun. Yeah, no, great point, Bob. We want to thank... Um, our family and friends who gave us some feedback on the episode one, our pilot episode of the Power of People podcast. Really excited to be back here for episode two. Um, as a lifelong educator, Bob, so 23 years uh, working in the New York City Department of Education, the past eight years being a principal, um, I've had a lot of time to think about and uh, really investigate deeply, you know, what are the most important skills and uh, transferable knowledge that is important for our youth to enter the workforce and life with. And uh, the the power of people project that you and I have endured on uh, really hits close to home. And I think it's it's something important that we need to keep on talking about. And uh, I predict in education in the next few years, hopefully sooner, this will be a prominent thing that we keep on talking about. Well, I think we have no choice in the matter simply because the business industry is saying right now that uh, 92% of the hires are being done based on people skills and soft skills. So right now, the industry world is saying that they want people who have the ability to relate to people, work well with people, to engage people and get along with all kinds of different people. Companies will teach you their products and their technology but they need you to be able to deal with the one con- one constant in every job and type of work, and that's people. Yeah, and it's true. And and just uh, interestingly enough, in a in another um, in a conference I attended earlier this afternoon, and I was talking about you know, really reflecting on the past year in terms of the pandemic, and uh, you know what were some of the gaps and the voids that were created along the way. And I think one that a lot of people don't give enough attention to, I know social emotional learning is one that comes up often and quite a bit, but um, you know, when we talk about these soft skills that are really hard, right? Interpersonal skills, communication skills, uh, first impression skills, um, the, the amount of atrophy that has occurred um, over the past year um, and really the acceleration of, very negative habits and bad habits because of really, I mean, we don't have any, any choice other than to use technology in excess uh, just to be, just to receive an education and just to communicate. So I think screen time is probably increased. I know, I know at the end of every week I get an update on my phone. It tells me what my screen time is and is this crazy, it's this crazy number of hours each day. So uh, unfortunately, while, Technology has saved the day this past year. Um, it came at a price, right? Well, it comes of a bigger price to students because the average student today, teenagers, spending four to six hours a day yeah. looking at a screen on social media. And uh, in the real world, they won't be able to do that in the business world because they're going to have to deal with people. And I've, as, as we've talked in the past, the power of people is simply recognizing the fact that of the four major resources we have in our life, academics, technology, experiences, and people, people is the only resource that is available in every type of work and job that a student will have, the only one. 
So it's the number one resource in a student's life. And they've got to learn how to meet them and earn support from them as, as early as possible. Right. And just, you know, unfortunately, I, I think a lot of what educators is seeing and have seen over the course of the year, and I, and I know you've experienced this in many of the, uh, the workshops uh, that you do at, at schools, um, you're met with a screen, unfortunately, not full of faces, right? And not everyone is turning on their camera. So you, you kind of get a buy of kind of stepping aside and not, and kind of a shield to kind of stand behind and not necessarily show your face and have to interact um, just on a bare minimum. And uh, I'm looking at uh, my phone right now. It's telling me I'm using this phone on average, eight hours and 21 minutes a day. Wow. So that's in addition to looking at a computer screen. So if you add up all that time altogether, um, it's kind of frightening. Well, technology is a, is a resource. Uh, yeah. But what we're also doing is we're using our voices with this technology that's available to us. And uh, the ability to relate to people has a great deal to do with how well you can speak to them and listen to them. And right now, what we're trying to do is through the whole process of human interaction, knowledge, supply skills, which is what I've been working on for 21 years, we're teaching students a series of skills that build upon each other, that they can connect with people, and they will use these skills to solve problems, to think creatively, to uh, get involved in teamwork, to deal with leadership, and all of the things that are necessary to engage people and to interact with people have very little to do with technology in the real world once you get out in it and you're in the job market. So, Bob, as we're, as we're talking about this and uh, the whole idea of the power of people, <clears throat> when in your life did you come to realize how important this was and, and what the power of people meant for you? Well, it, it was probably when I began uh, my first job as a waiter and a, and a busboy at a restaurant when I knew nothing about dealing with uh, restaurant people or customers or the kitchen. All I knew how to do was be pleasant, polite, personable, and respectful. And I connected with people at that point in time, one man, Gil Ferdun, who was the manager of a uh, uh, technology firm called Hoke. They made fluid control valve. He was a customer in the restaurant that I used to work at as a busboy and a waiter. And when I was looking for a job one summer, he remembered me and said, Bob, I'm looking for somebody to come in and work in my inspection department. I like the way you handle yourself. Would you like to come in and be an employee for the summer? And I thought, wow just because I knew how to treat him as a customer in a restaurant, it made me a job offer. So I learned early on that the power of people is within our hands when we know how to interact with people properly. Wow, that's great. Um, that's making me think back to when, what, when was that moment that it clicked for me? And initially I didn't realize it. We've talked about this a lot, but all those previous jobs, as a matter of fact, it, uh, working in Burger King, working in restaurants as a as a server, working in catering halls as a maitre d. Uh, while I didn't realize it at the time, it was slowly building a skill set of uh, you know we often you know we're going to come back to this later, but first impression skills. I mean, ha really at the end of the day, people behind the counter, whether it be at Burger King or the people serving your table in a restaurant. Um, that first impression, that ability to communicate effectively uh, matters greatly. And uh, 
I think back specifically when it finally clicked because most of my childhood and young adult years, I was quiet. I wasn't um, more uh, introvert than an extrovert. And I remember going to college, first time away from home ever for an extended period of time. And I'm a big wrestling fan. And I don't mean the actual collegiate wrestling. At the time, it was World Wrestling Federation, WWF. And in the SUNY Albany is where I attended college. And in the Northeast, they, they would have shows all over the place. So I went to actually one of the shows locally. And it was a television taping. And at the time, I was a marketing major in college. And I my dream was to work for the WWF. And I, I didn't think this was even possible uh, but something that day uh, told told me in my head, you know, why don't you just hang around, try to find out where these employees for the World Wrestling Federation you know, are ent- entering and exiting the backstage. So I found that area. I found the, the place in the arena that day where there was a lot of traffic of employees. And I just kept on reading the name tags until I came. Now, I didn't want to be a wrestler, of course, so that do not have the stature and size to be, but I was more interested in the creative. That form kind of creative job. actually. Could you imagine this? I mean, I might have the hairdo for it, but certainly not the stature for it. So I remember seeing a guy, his name is Jim Moran, merchandise uh, manager. And I just, I went up to him, uh, made eye contact. I shook his hand. I said, hello, Mr. Miranda. My name is Mark Erlenwine. I'm a, Freshman at SUNY Albany, a big fan of wrestling my whole life. I'm just curious, uh, what did you have to do to get this job? What do I have to do to end up in an opportunity like you did? And uh, this was a big deal for me because this was not something I would normally do. And uh, and it's just a simple question like that. And he spent about 45 minutes just telling me how he started setting up the wrestling ring, traveling, making nothing. He would referee the matches, and then he eventually worked his way up into uh, this position of being in charge of the merchandise. Uh, And uh, what was great after that is every time I'd go to wrestling events after that day, he'd see me, I would see him, he'd recognize me, and we'd have another half-hour conversation. And um, that basically led to uh, him offering me to work as an internship. They, they did interns internships during the summer <clears throat> and it's funny i'll show it now to this day i have the business card that i received oh boy this is going back to 1992 in the fall of 92 um world wrestling federation is now called world wrestling entertainment you know more so recognizing their sports entertainment uh, brand of you know brand of entertainment at this point but um needless to say that summer i did call him relentlessly and uh, the, the the World Wrestling Federation had legal issues at that point, so they they stopped, of course, taking uh, interns at that time. But um, you know, the life lesson there was, uh, I think, in 2021, it would be easier for me to get in touch with somebody at the WWE and get an internship, and I, I had to do it the old-fashioned way. I, I couldn't do a Google search back in 1992. <laughs> I had to stand in a hallway and do a visual Google search and read the name tags and find the right person. So that for me was a turning point where it really started to click and the power of people, the importance of a first impression and uh, being able to conduct a conversation like that. 
Well, the thing you had going for you at the time was the fact that you realized that you had to step out of your comfort zone and walk up to someone and greet them, say hello to them, and ask them a favor. Uh, you weren't distracted by a mobile phone. You weren't distracted by social media. You were just uncomfortable. And the only way you learn to be not uncomfortable is to get out there and do something. Uh, one of the things that uh, I have on my wall, a couple of uh, state quotes, one that says, great thoughts reduced to a practice become great activity. So the reality is what we think we need to do today is we need to teach our kids what a skill is and how do you learn a skill? The skill you went through to meet that man, introduce yourself to him, explain to him what you'd like to do was uncomfortable. And the first time you learn any skill, you are uncomfortable. So today, what we're trying to communicate is human interaction, knowledge, applied skills, or HICA skills, as I call them when I teach them, including the first impression all the way through selling skills, simply require the confidence to do something you've never done before until you do it often enough and you become comfortable. And that's when the power of people is at, your, it's at, the, it's at the tip of your hands every single day because you know and I know. You can't know enough good people in this world, and you never know who they are and when you're going to meet them. And you're not going to meet them face-to-face by looking at a phone or a screen or reading about something on social media that someone wrote about you. You have to go out of your way and go face-to-face and meet people and talk to them. So as we keep on bringing the, the word people up, it reminds me of one of your soon to be infamous acronyms, uh, the acronym for people, which I think <laughs> really captures and summarizes that experience that I had. I mean, people, you know, present people present exciting opportunities plus learning experiences. And that's exactly what that gentleman, Jim Miranda did for me that day uh, by just spending the time getting to know me and building trust enough. So to offer me an opportunity to work for him, during uh, during the summer internship season. Yeah. Wow. Well, so, the, re- yeah. the, the, the truth the truth is, um, that acronym. People present the opportunities to us, to you, and to me in life. They present it to everyone. Grades get you maybe considered, but your ability in an interview is your ability to meet people in the interview process engage them in conversation, banter a little bit, learning what bantering is, being personable, being polite, being professional, and learning how to talk to people. And um, the opportunities that have come in my life and your life have come because people saw things in us that we may not have seen in ourselves. You may not have thought you would have been qualified to be in their WWF as a, as a combatant, uh, as, a, as a competitor. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is that it would have been combatant. As the fact of the matter is you had a place in that world if you wanted it to do the things that you love to do, which is market and promote and 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 get get to know the people there so you could tell stories right. about them. Right. Now, so that was a very impressionable moment for me that to this day I never forget. And uh, one of the great things about the pandemic uh, this past year is we all did a lot of spring cleaning and uh, in doing that spring cleaning, I came across this business card again and it brought back good memories. But um, that sounds like this is a good opportunity being this is an educational and a self-help podcast um, for the uh, hope tip of the week. 
And uh, hope tips are to inspire personal professional skills. What's your tip this week, Bob? Well, my, my tip would be get up in the morning, put your smile on when you walk outside, look people in the eye, even though they have a mask on, and greet them. Say good morning, good afternoon, nice to see you. Thank you in a supermarket. As I went to the supermarket today, the young girl, Kelsey, was taking care of me. And I said, I can tell you're having a pretty good day. You're smiling. She said, how do you know that? I said, I see your eyes changing. Your wrinkles are... So the tip of the day is just get out there and be personable. Say hello to people. Say good morning. Say thank you when people do things for you. That's not comfortable for some of these young kids today. They don't do it enough. But again... It's a skill set. And the only way you learn any skill is to train yourself to practice it over and over and over again. You're right. And and to quote you, to add another uh, tip of the day, I think because you mentioned earlier, I think it's a really important point. By greeting that person, um, you you can't know enough good people in your life and you don't know who they are and when you're going to meet them. And more often than not, it all starts with a hello to a seemingly stranger, right? So it's happened to me. I had dinner with a gentleman years ago who introduced me to a friend of his, Jack Castiglia, who was a quadriplegic. He invented the Patel knee support for Julia Serving or for for Joe Namath when Joe Namath played football, the derotation brace. And when I had dinner with Jack Castiglia and my friend Marvin Caligore, Jack Castiglia came back to Marvin the next day and said, tell Bob Wolf, I will pay his living expenses for a year. His salary, his insurance, everything that it costs. If he will go take voiceover lessons, he has an incredible voice and he can make a living doing that. That was in my early 30s. Of course, I didn't listen to him at the time. But your voice has a great deal to do with the way people think about you and how you use it. It's a tool. Right. And um, you have used that tool in many, many impactful and important ways over the past uh, many years. Um, one school particular being the my school that I work in. And I know you, uh, you were working today just over the past few weeks and then other schools in Staten Island. You know, how can folks uh, reach out to you, Bob, if they want to bring you to their school or maybe they just want one-on-one coaching? Well, I love to do one-on-one coaching or small group coaching. And today we have to do it virtually. So they can contact me one of two ways. They can contact me with my email at bobwolf at hopeskills.com, or they can actually put a phone call into me. My phone number is 516-639-5515. Leave your name, a phone number, and a brief message, and I will get back to you within 24 hours, if not sooner. That's great. And um, as we're coming uh, to the 20-minute mark and the close of this episode, too, um, if you're interested in reaching out to us, have a question or an idea for a future episode, you can reach us at the Power of People podcast at gmail.com. Um, this podcast you can listen to on uh, Apple Podcast app or buzzsprout.com. And if you'd like to email me personally, my email address is markerlenwine at me.com. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode and look forward to uh, soon putting out episode three. How's that sound, Bob? Well, it sounds interestingly important for the kids and the parents and the teachers that are listening, because a lot of parents are concerned about what their children are going to do after school. And if they don't have the skills that we'll talk about, those human interaction, knowledge applied skills, or acronym HICA skills, the kids are going to struggle. We don't want them to struggle much at all. We can help them. 
All right, this is Bob Wolf and Mark Erlenwein signing off for the Power of People podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Pleasure, Mark. Talk to you soon. Take care, Bob.